Hey everyone, this is Jeff, your DM. Uh, just throwing in a small reminder here that all these day off episodes are actually closed sessions, so the other players aren't listening to them. They're just for you guys. Alright, I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, this is Jeff, your DM, and this is Big Campaign Stories. We're doing something a little different this time. With travel and holidays going on, Rather than getting everyone together, we're doing a fun little thing with each player and having a day off episode to explore the world and see what their character does when they're not fighting abominations or flipping cards. Today we have Oswald. Do you want to go and give me that lightsaber check? Sure. Hey everybody, I'm Jesse. I'm playing as Oswald. And for my lightsaber, I rolled a 12. It's early morning in Dusk Banter. How does your day start? How does my day start? Well, uh, I wake up pretty early, probably right around dawn or so. And uh, I get up, shower, get dressed, put on my uh, my mining equipment on top of that. It's starting to be later in the season, right? I know you said uh, it's not quite winter yet, but it's starting to be like late autumn. We're starting to feel that little like chill in the air, right? Correct. Yeah. So I'm, I'm probably like as I'm putting on my clothes, which are going to be like, you know, cargo pants and a T-shirt and my jacket, whatever. I'm probably starting to think about like, man, I might need some warmer clothes. Like I'm used to a more controlled environment that isn't just exposed to the sky. Um, so eventually I'm going to have to buy some warmer clothes, but for now I don't have those. So I'm just going to be a little bit chilly today. But yeah. Once I'm dressed, my plan is to, uh, to head out. Do I have, I, I've, I've already heard the, uh, the message from Lucius at this point. Not yet. Cool. Then I'm just getting dressed. <laughs> yeah. As you get up and get dressed, you hear the pling on ah. your sliver before seeing a message has been received. Hmm. All right. I will listen to that message right away. I'm worried that I've got to get somewhere in a hurry. Oswald, I need you to take a day off tomorrow. Over the past couple of days, you've just been taking a beating, and you really deserve a day off. Don't come in with coffee. Don't surprise us at breakfast. Just don't show up. Have your own personal day. We'll see you the next day after. But please, take it seriously. You need a break. As the message from Lucius ends... Uh, you see that he set his sliver too busy and cannot be reached. Okay. All right. Interesting. I'm grateful for the day off, I think. Uh, he's right that it's uh, been a rough few days. So it'll be nice to kind of just chill out and relax. What time of day do we normally go into the office? I imagine it's not quite this early, right? Uh, it's usually pretty early. I imagine you guys probably start around 7 a.m. or so. Okay. So that... You can get ahead of when people's schedules would be, right? That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then I think, gosh, I would probably, I probably got dressed thinking I was about to go to work, which means I'd be wearing like my, my survival suit. So I would have to like take a minute to like take off my mining gear and then take off the survival suit. And then I would shove that survival suit like in a bag or a backpack or something, take that with me as I then put on the mining gear, because I'm worried that like something's going to change. I'm going to have to come into work unexpectedly. Okay. But I probably don't wear that armor on like a normal, like day off just about town. Gotcha. Now you said, uh, you have your own apartment, you have your own place. How close is it to work? And besides the, what the kind of built into the wall bed you probably have, what does this apartment look like? Oh gosh. It's probably, it's gotta be a studio apartment. It has to be. I don't, I don't have a ton of money and I'm, I'm young still. So it's got like that that like little galley style kitchen, except it's only like a half galley because it doesn't have the other ha the other wall to it. Um, 
with like, you know, a really small oven and stove and there's a microwave, which gets much more use from me, like a bitty fridge. There's like a little bathroom around the corner. There, I've, I've got a TV or or something like it, um, I'm sure. Just like, gosh, it's, I probably would hang it on the wall if I could. I don't know if I if I can afford something like that. So it might just be the sort of thing that's like just sitting on the floor. I don't know if I'd have much other furniture. Like I, I'm, I'm not sure if I'd have like a dresser or anything where my clothes would be. I probably would have just like a small closet that's just like built into the corner of the room. And that's just where I like put my clothes and I probably don't have much. Okay. Um, I probably do have like some kind of chair beyond just my bed. Um, I don't, I, I probably like, you know, scrounged around, found like a really ratty used recliner somewhere and probably like a, like a really crappy, like small desk, you know, one of those like $50 ones that you put together yourself. That's going to fall apart in three months. The brand of Omnimart with the uh, saving squid on the side. <laughs> oh yeah. I probably haven't even like peeled it off or anything. <laughs> yeah. That's probably got like stains and such from the top on the top already from like where I've set down pizza or I've spilled some like, you know, chemicals or whatever. I don't, you, I don't work with chemicals often, I don't think, but, you know, occasionally I'm, like, doing polishing work or, like, uh, messing around with fine equipment, that kind of thing. Okay. So, yeah, that's probably my, my apartment. I probably got, like, one lamp in the corner, and I'm always, like, a little upset that I don't have better lighting in my crappy studio apartment. I imagine it's got those, like, blinds along the front that conceal, like, a, uh, like a sliding door for a deck, except there's not really a deck there. Like... There's there's no balcony at all. It's just like you can open the the sliding door, but then there's like a a like iron grill right there, so you can't go anywhere. All you can do is just open the door. Gotcha, gotcha. So those kind of more urban apartment setups, but you can't step out onto your patio, right? Exactly. I imagine I'm probably in you know a fairly compact apartment building, you know, up a bit. I'm I'm certainly not a ground floor apartment. Right. Uh, they're probably cheaper as they go further up. Hmm. I'm, I probably like moved in thinking that eventually I might get around to trying to remove that iron grating so that like I could use that door as a proper exit using my mining equipment. Hmm. But I haven't gotten around to doing that yet. It, I'm going to have to like figure out some way to remove that iron. And that's that's not something I can just like kick out or something. Okay. So instead, once I've got my survival suit stuffed into a bag, and my mining gear put back on over my jacket. Yeah, just turn off the lights, leave the apartment, and my plan is to head to my normal coffee shop uh, straight away. Yeah, heading downstairs, you will run into Sophia Crabscurry, an older halfling, tan skin, brown hair, pulled back into kind of a top knot. She's trying to pull a large kind of fold-out table outside. Once you get to the bottom floor, you can definitely smell the pies baking, the savory smell. Oh, man. You know, Sophia's wife, Donna Crabscurry, is an old professional baker, but she is in a rather obvious neighborhood competition with Athena Dusk, an old Corleone lady who lives across the street. And about every couple months, they get into arguments over who's the better baker, <laughs> which most of the neighborhood enjoys, uh-huh. as they will begin competing. You know, Sophia isn't into this as much, but Donna, well... Esmeralda's her name, but being the oldest halfling around, they call her Donna. Donna mm. Crabscurry and Athena turn this into an event. Got it. So uh, Sophia's just being like the supportive wife and just like trying to get tables and everything set up just to make it easier for Donna to concentrate on, on baking. Correct. But 
Donna Krabscurry would see you pass by the door, would poke her head out, just enough to yell at you and tell you, you need to come in here. Try this. Uh, okay. <laughs> I immediately forget my plans and I come in and try this. <laughs> yeah, she has a variety of baked kind of meat pies, all set up kind of empanada style. Oh, awesome. She points them one through five of various spices, with the fifth one being a special Corlean recipe. Oh. Using kind of the acidic plants to give kind of that extra burn and flavor. Okay. She will walk over to you. Uh, you being kind of on the shorter side for an Illican, she will pinch your cheeks. <laughs> Polvino, you need to eat. You're so scrawny. <laughs> I'll smile and laugh. I, I imagine I probably get along with the crab scurries fairly well. Yeah, you can't tell if it's crab scurry or crab's curry. Oh. <laughs> I immediately assume it's crab scurry, but <laughs> it does make more sense. It might be crab's curry. Either way. Oh, Donna, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to, to help out. Any uh, Anything you need. <laughs> yeah. And I'm obviously like looking over at the at the pies, expecting that the way she wants me to help is by tasting things. Correct. She will cut you off about a third of each pie. She will set down a glass of milk. She also set down some flan and a little bit of steamed rice. Aw, so nice. <laughs> that is clearly more than just taste these things. She's trying to actually feed me. But she stares at you with the seriousness of a boss. <laughs> you are expected to eat all of this and report back on all of this. Right, right. Well, I have a healthy appetite, so I am... I feel like I'm perfectly capable of eating all of this. I don't normally eat this amount of food as the first thing in my day, but I don't think that's going to stop me. I'm trying to think whether I would think to like take notes as I go. I don't think that I would. I think that like I would I would just like start eating the first one and then like as I'm eating it like around a mouthful of meat pie, I just start saying what I think about it. <laughs> and I don't think I'd be I, I think I would be kind but i don't think it'd be very good at being tactful if that makes sense mm -hmm. so if i don't like it i would probably say mm, this one isn't my favorite <laughs> okay does oswald like spicy foods gosh i think he probably would be fine with spicy foods but i'm not sure how much of a tolerance he has for it but yeah i can't imagine growing up he would have had a lot of exposure to spicy foods okay so anything that is like above a certain level is probably going to Probably going to blow out his mouth. <laughs> okay. As an Illican, you are designed to be able to eat anything? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it definitely gets pretty spicy. The milk is needed. <laughs> and it would take an active effort from you to make her not start portioning off another pie <laughs> on any of the ones you said you liked. <laughs> I think I would want more pie if I could have the extra slices like to go. You do know from previous competitions between the two women, they will be doing this probably most of the weekend. I'll tell her that I do really like those and I want to come back and have some more when I've regained more of my appetite. She'll accept that answer with kind of squinted eyes and a little bit of suspicion. It's funny because I imagine she would be suspicious of me lying because I've never lied to her. So she doesn't know what it's like when I do lie to her. She doesn't know how obvious it is. But Sophia would run cover for you to get you out of there saying that, Essie, you have to let him go. He has work to do. Look at him. He's busy. Uh, I don't think I'd be able to let that go. So I think I'd say, 
uh, actually, I've got the day off. And boss wants me to, like, go, you know, hang out and take it easy. So I was thinking I'd just go wander around town for a while. Yeah, as you're doing that, Sophia's pushing you out the door. Right. <laughs> she knows that that's a free pass for this is the rest of your day. Right. <laughs> but Donna watches suspiciously as you get pushed out the door and out to the street. There's a few tables set up on this side, as well as across the street, where you see the large form of Athena Dusk as she is setting up, think more chicken pot pies, more saucy pies with flaky crusts and mm. things that are meant to be baked and carried with. Okay. You can see her large Corlean form, dark skin, short cropped blonde hair, dark brown eyes. And the second she sees you, Rayland, get over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. On my way. And I'll, I'll turn and, and just like wave goodbye to Sophia and say, thank you. Yep. Sophia will wave you away. Closing the door, you'll see Sophia quickly rush inside to close the blinds. Right. <laughs> so Donna cannot see you go across the street. <laughs> yep. That makes sense. Athena towers over you as she points to a couple baked pies and four different jellies. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm about to have double breakfast. <laughs> she will, as you approach, start to fry a couple eggs to put on top of the pie while making sure that the eggs stay nice, warm, and not overcooked. Oh, God. Is she saying anything to me, or is she just like just doing all of this automatically like under the assumption that you are going to eat and I'm going to give you this food? The assumption is there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably try and make some, some small talk with her, just ask her how things are going. <laughs> They're going great, Oswald. I've got recipes this time that'll knock that little halfling on her ass. Oh. Right on. Uh, that sounds delicious. <laughs> she won't get bragging rights this week. I'll consider that. <laughs> Say, well, I don't know. Maybe maybe she would brag either way. Athena's eyes will squint, and I bet she would. <laughs> yeah, I know immediately that she means it differently than I did. <laughs> she will pull out a large machete and cut off a slice of chicken pot pie. She does fry both the edges to seal in the insides before putting an egg on top and sliding it over to you. I will say thank you. And this must be like on a plate, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, on a, on a paper plate, but it is crisp enough to hold in the innards of the pie that if you wanted to walk and move away with this, you could. <laughs> uh, I don't feel like I've got the social permission to do that yet. <laughs> Yeah, I'd probably stand there and hold the plate in one hand. And I'd like pick up the pie with the egg and I'll be trying to balance the egg on top. And I'd try and take like a big bite. She would stare at you. <laughs> Since I took a big bite, it's going to take a minute for me to like chew that down enough for me to like say anything. Um, is it good? Corleon food is is meant to, uh, as they call it, kind of stir the stomach and stir the heart. Make you kind of get up and move. Okay. And Dusk will point to the jellies to make it hotter. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. The points are less like, here's the flavors, as in, try this one now. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I'll make a show of like, mm hmm as I'm like considering, you know, what I'm, what I'm chewing and swallowing as I grab the first jelly and like put it on. And Eyes start to water before you get to the second one. I imagine I'm probably putting on, like, less jelly than I would put on, like, you know, if it was, like, fruit jelly on toast or something, 
but I'm probably not being super careful about it. Like I'm not being really gentle like I might be with a proper hot sauce. So it might be too much jelly. But I'll put it on and I'll take a big old bite Try it with my intent of eating like, you know, I'm trying to put like jelly enough for a bite and then I take that bite. Yeah. When she sees that you look uncomfortable with the spice, uh, she will pull out a kind of baked brie, a cheese that's supposed to go with it. That that sounds really yummy. That sounds like something I would really enjoy. <laughs> but once she determines that you as an Illican uh, have definitely met your heat match, mm-hmm. she will pull away the jellies and thank you for your time and effort. <laughs> I'll say it's really good. It's just hot. <laughs> good. It should be. Okay. <laughs> The smells of baking and spices fill the air in your small neighborhood. As you can see, kids kind of running about in this early morning before school. Cool. Got lucky and found a good neighborhood to live in. Based just on the the pie quality. Hmm. (laughs) Now I'm full, I'm sure. (laughs) Okay, I think I'm still going to go to the coffee shop. I'm just not going to get the smoothie that I'd planned on getting. But my intent is to head to the office and go pick up Cobbler and just have Cobbler with me for the day. And i betting, even though, you know, Lucius told me not to go to the office and not to go to the coffee shop, I do want Cobbler, which means I'm going to the office. And I think Barry is probably going to be there, even if Lucius isn't. So I want to bring Barry some tea like I normally do. So that's why I'm going to go to the coffee shop. (laughs) What is the coffee shop called? Oh, no. (laughs) Well, let's see. It's, It's actually a combination, like, they do coffee and smoothies. That's what I usually get as a smoothie there. So I'm imagining like it's something like a combination between it's I'm sure it's a chain. So it's something like a combination between a Starbucks and a Jamba Juice or something. So I don't know, fruit, bean and, and leaves or just fruit and bean, something like that. Is anything in that making something? <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm not doing well on the name this time. <laughs> no, you're fine. All right. So you head over to the fruit and bean as you do to get the morning coffees and smoothies inside the Android. Who's there most days in the morning that you see bougie B zero zero J I will give you a wave as he's finishing off an order for another customer. All right. I'll say hi, bougie. Ozzy. What's up? I got a day off. Oh, no way. Yeah. Boss said I should take the day off. And I realized that I don't really have anything more to say about my day off. Yeah, he'll look you in. Huh, that's real nice. You got a good boss. Yeah, Lucius is pretty good. I'll real and I'll like realize that it's true as I'm saying. It's like, oh yeah, I guess he is a good boss. <laughs> well, we were talking last week. I think I got something you're gonna love. But after he finishes up with the customer he's working with, he'll ask for your order if it's the the usual order for the office. No, no. Since uh, he gave everybody a day off, so I'm not. I don't think most folks are gonna be there. But I think. Barry's still going to be there. So I was going to get his small green tea with honey. Okay. All right. All right. Bougie will start to make that uh, while he makes your smoothie. Okay. Well, (laughs) I didn't say to make my smoothie, but that's okay. It makes sense that he would assume that I want that as well. Um, My smoothie is a normally a large strawberry mango mint smoothie with an immunity booster. Yeah. Uh, Bougie will say, I found something I think you'll like. You were telling me about these bacon pies and those, uh, yeah, from Goodberries. Yeah, yeah. Haven't been there yet. And he kind of laughs. Probably won't go, but <laughs> I think you'll enjoy this. And in your smoothie this time, he's going to put a bunch of boba. Should be a, should be a little bit like those eggs you like. Okay, cool. I'll give it a try. 
So a bunch of a bunch of small tapioca balls, slimy but kind of tasty. Yep, I imagine once I once I try it, I'm probably gonna totally agree. It's like, oh yeah, nope, this is a hundred percent my jam. Yeah, he'll fist bump and alrighty. Well, you have a great day off, and we'll see you next time. Right on, thanks, Bougie. I guess I guess now I've got a new regular <laughs> or a new usual. Yeah, he'll start cleaning out the coffee machine and. All right, bye, Bougie. I'll be, I'll obviously tip him too. <laughs> I tip. <laughs> From there, I would probably go straight to the office which i imagine is it's not like i don't i don't live on like the same street as the office but it's probably not too far away how would i get there probably the bus this time of morning if i'm if i'm holding like i'm usually holding drinks when i do this so i mean either bus or take a taxi i feel like taxi is probably more expensive yeah 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 so i'd probably i'm probably used to taking the bus So yeah, I'd, I'd hop a bus and go to the office, drinking my smoothie and holding Barry's tea. Yeah, absolutely. The bus drops you off at the corner. Shropdell waves hi to you as you head towards the office. Hi, Shrap. Hey, Oswald. I'm still thinking about Shrap and like the recent revelations about like what his situation is, and I'm not really sure what to say to him about it yet, and I don't really know what to do about it yet. It's but it's something that's on my mind. So. But until I kind of know how I want to like what I want to do about it, I'm not. I feel awkward, like even kind of talking to him at length because I don't really know what to talk about. So for Sharap right now, I'm just leaving it as a hey Sharap as I head to the office. <laughs> I'm not unfriendly. I just don't stop to make conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I'd I'd go to the office and open the door, and I'm probably trying to be kind of quiet at this point, like. I'm aware that Lucius told me not to come to work today. And so I, I'm kind of trying not to be caught by him, <laughs> but I'm hopeful. I'm hoping that he's okay with this, this like kind of what I'm thinking of as a sort of a loophole where it's like, uh, I'm coming to the workplace. I'm just not coming to do work. And so depending on how you phrase coming to work, you know, I'm doing the one, but not the other. Right. No, fair enough. Gore will definitely greet you as you come in in his high voice. Damn it. <laughs> I didn't think Gore would be here already. <laughs> hey, Oswald. As he says, hey, his kind of high shrill voice of, nope, boss had me come in today. Oh, <laughs> I'll say, hi, Gore. Because I'm not supposed to be here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just I'm just here to get cobbler. <laughs> oh, you're going to have to check with Barry on that. Right. Wait, why? Ne- never mind. I'll, I'll go check with Barry. <laughs> Uh, Gore will look a little sad that you don't have a coffee for him. I know, and I'll feel really sad that I don't have a coffee for him, but I don't, I don't know what to say about it. Because <laughs> I, nor- I normally do. <laughs> he will go back to his phone as you head into the office. Okay, I'm, I'm already thinking about it, how, how to handle it. So, <laughs> uh, You will come onto the scene. You do not hear see Lucius anywhere, uh, but you definitely hear the fun mewlings of Cobbler mm-hmm. and the cute animal voice of Barry trying to talk to Cobbler. <laughs> Imagine he's doing like some kind of half robotic meow, meow noise to him. It's more, he's taking every meow as a concurrence with the discussion he's having with Cobbler. <laughs> cool. Is it time to get more tuna? Meow. <laughs> of course it is. Good point. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I guess I'd come up to Barry and say, good morning, Barry. I brought you some tea and I'll hand him his tea. <laughs> Oh, thank you very much. I do believe it is your day off, though. Yes, yes. I was 
planning on bringing Cobbler around with me on my day off? Barry will look at the clock on the wall and... Excellent. Very well. Uh, yes, you should probably get going then. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, Barry. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I think I'm picking up what he's putting down. So I'll I'll just scoop up Cobbler and like put him in like a jacket pocket and just head out. Yeah. On my way out, I will say to Gore, and don't worry about your coffee. It's on the way. He's like, all right, that's all right. And then I will head out. And once I'm outside... <laughs> My first order of business is I'm going to like pull out my my HCOM and I'm going to like find some kind of coffee delivery service and <laughs> I'll place an order for Gore's extra large toffee white mocha with extra whip and have that delivered to the office for him. <laughs> yeah, there's a pretty common app that you guys all use for kind of generic gig work and they find somebody in the area who's volunteered as a effectively kind of henchman to kind of do whatever that is called underdark. Nice. <laughs> right. That makes sense. I, I could definitely see maybe Oswald, maybe even did some gig work for, for underdark when he first came to the city. Yeah, no, it's, it's probably a pretty common one, especially new people to the city. Mm-hmm. Underdark work comes with the implication that you do have to pay to turn down a job. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. So, most people pay their way in, do their work, and then as soon as they can, buy themselves back out. Right. I don't think I have much deep thoughts on the pros and cons of that economic model. <laughs> Cobbler in their pouch? Or are you just carrying? No, I def- definitely in like some kind of pocket thing. I-, I probably don't have like a proper like carrying sling for Cobbler or anything like that. I, I don't think I would have gotten that far yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, what I'm imagining is some kind of like in t- in like inside jacket pocket that okay. that is like large enough that Cobbler can fit in. But you know, I'm I'm imagining Cobbler as a kitten. I'm, am I getting that wrong? Um, I mean, wouldn't say kitten. Like three, four years old. Oh, okay. Past kitten, but early adult. Okay, fair enough. In any case, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm picturing an, an inside jacket pocket that I just kind of like tuck Cobbler in so that like. Cobbler's close to me and more or less stable and secure as we're going around, but you know, it's not like there's a seatbelt or anything. Right. So yeah, I'm probably like whenever I'm moving around in a hurry, I probably like take an arm and just like press that side of my jacket close to myself to kind of like also hold cobbler in place. But when I'm just normally walking around, I imagine it's stable enough that cobbler can just hang out. I don't know how much thought I'm putting into, like, how much a cat likes to be carried around inside an interior jacket pocket all day. <laughs> no, and you do know you have you have some credits that uh, Lucius gave you for your day off as well. Okay. Kind of get new clothes, get new things, spend some time on you. Okay. It is early enough that the good berries are just starting to open when you come out with Cobbler. Oh, man. I had planned on getting breakfast from them. But I hadn't planned on having already had two breakfasts. But I do want to see them, the good berries themselves, because I like them. Yeah, it's okay. I'll just shift my plans around, and I'll end up getting food to go, and I'll eat that for lunch later. Yeah, that'll work. I'll probably be drawing from the funds that Lucius threw at me for the day off. That's that's. I'll already be drawing from that for um, Gore's Coffee. Okay. And uh, then, yeah, I'll head over to Goodberries. Yeah, walking inside. Esper cleaning the front counters. 
Bon dia, Oswald. How are you doing? Esper, good to see you. I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. He'll uh, lean back and, Karachi, come say hey. <laughs> uh, the large lizard folk will walk out of the back area before waving at you with his new metallic arm. Uh-huh. The chrome plating built into his scales pretty easily, and the coloring matches well enough that on a quick glance, it could be his arm, but you can definitely tell it is implanted. Okay. Dobrodan, Aswald. Do- Dober- Doberdan. <laughs> Crunchy, how are you? <laughs> Say good, good. Much better, and he'll flex his metallic fingers. Good. I'm glad to see that. <laughs> I'm I'm obviously looking around at this point for um, Sabrina and especially Lothar and Eric. <laughs> yeah. Esper would say that they are still upstairs. Finishing breakfast, but they'll be down shortly. Oh, okay. No worries. And I'll 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 be a little bit disappointed <laughs> because it's like, oh yeah, that's right. We usually come over here a little bit later in the morning. That's right. Well I'll say that well, hey, so I'm just coming by actually to get some food to go. I've got I've got the day off. So I was thinking I'd I'd get, you know, my my usual, but like I'd have it later on in the day for lunch while I'm, you know, out and around. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Karashi will head back. Esper would ask do you want some bread with that or something? The eggs are not going to hold up. Sure. You could put some toast in there. Yeah. They'll give you some pita bread for the go. Okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was not at all concerned with how and whether the eggs were going to hold up. <laughs> By the time the food is done, Sabrina will be down with both the boys. Eric will say hello before running off towards the back of the kitchen. Eric. Lothar will go for a high five. I will absolutely give Lothar a high five. Uh, my face is visibly brightened seeing the kids. They'll put on the morning news, put it on mute, and go to getting the day ready for customers. I'll obviously say hi to Sabrina as well. I'm not just going to ignore Sabrina in favor of Lothar and Eric. <laughs> With Once I've got food in hand, I'm basically just going to, you know, say thanks and hope they have a good day and be on my way. Perfect. Yeah. At this point, late morning, it's a bit warmer out. The gray clouds still sit above the city, kind of overcasting everything. It is overall a nice day. Yeah, t-shirt and leather jacket is probably starting to feel a little like one layer too light. Yeah, okay. So I think to start, I'm just going to enjoy the day and enjoy the morning before it gets too busy on the streets. So I imagine what I'm going to do is I'm actually just going to skateboard around the city. Sometimes being in the streets, sometimes not. Um, sometimes left like up on a sidewalk. Sometimes I'd use my my grappling equipment to like grab onto the back of a car and kind of use that to coast along with. And other times I'd just be, you know, using my own power and just pushing around, um, breathing the air and getting some exercise, just enjoying the town. Yeah. During the daytime, dust painter doesn't feel quite as oppressive as it does at night. Open streets, hedron vehicles flying to and fro. Overall, it almost feels cozy with mm-hmm. how many people and how much space there is to kind of work with. You'll pass. Seeker vehicles in pursuit of local gangs. You'll see kids out and about, shopping carts being pushed around, food trucks getting set up for their lunch rushes. Yep. Imagine as I'm going around, it's prob I probably like I'm half the time like doing that maneuver where I'm pressing cobbler against myself. Um kind of depends on like how how stable my speed is in any given moment. And my other arm, I've got, you know like a styrofoam box of runny eggs and toast inside of it, just like tucked under my arm, just totally regardless of what it's doing to the food inside. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't have a I don't have a particular destination in mind at this stage of my day. It's really just kind of going out and enjoying the enjoying the streets while they're not too busy. There's a lot to see as you get further away from the warehouse districts, huh? as you get away from kind of residential areas, and you get more into businesses, into locations where like where the Omnimart is, where the uh, Megaplex, where the Ziggurat is that sits over the city. There's no like anti loitering laws or things like that. So <laughs> it's not hard to kind of skateboard and move around the area. Cool. Advertisements and billboards, of course, still adorn every direction. And occasionally you get the illusionist spells that create large visual effects, uh, recommending places to buy or places to go. Okay. I don't think I, I think all of that is still feeling a little fresh to me. Um, I imagine that I probably, it probably isn't quite so like slick and commercialized in lower pauldron where I'm from still like businesses exist there, but this, this has kind of a, a little bit more polish to it than I think I'm, I'm used to growing up with. So I don't think I'd like be distracted by these advertisements and want to go spend money on things, but it would certainly still be something that I would notice as opposed to just like see right through. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, after, I don't know, an hour or two, uh, depending on like when, when traffic starts picking up, once it starts getting busy enough that I'm having to like do more work than, than just coast, that's when I'd probably like stop cruising around and I'd be, I'd be, um, I think my next plan would be to just spend some time kind of tinkering with my mining equipment. Um, just doing some like regular maintenance on it. Cause I just generally enjoy doing that kind of like fine mechanical work. Mm-hmm. And I think where I'd want to go do that is up on the roof of uh, Martelix's house. Because uh, I, think, I think I remember he had a pretty pretty nice setup up there. So yeah, that's, that's where I would head and hope that his roof is still, you know, unoccupied and empty and still is a place that I can hang out. Yeah, going sitting on top of Martelix's three-story kind of brown home, it still hasn't been sold. There's still a hammock up there, a small garden. There's definitely room for Cobbler to kind of run around. Awesome. And kind of have fun. <laughs> and leave some poops, probably. <laughs> probably drop a few poops. I don't think I would think to pick up those poops. <laughs> I'm imagining I'm going to spend a few hours up here. Um, I would probably spend a few hours up here, is my intention. I would take off my mining gear and, like, you know, take off the, the paneling and the covers and, like, start unscrewing things and, like, tightening bits and components. I imagine there's a lot of like really tiny moving parts inside this thing um, to allow to, to, to do what it does and just fire grappling hooks willy-nilly, oiling things up, you know, cleaning it wherever it needs cleaning, all of that. I would definitely get lost in it. Eventually, I would remember that I brought food up here with me, and when it's around midday, I'd, I'd eat that for lunch. Amongst the quiet background of the cityscape, here in this residential area on top of Martelix's building, you kind of have all the time you want. It almost feels very garden-esque with the plants starting to overgrow. Nice. Sounds like a very, very nice place to just hang out and do work like this. Yeah. Okay. Once I've spent a few hours at that and eaten my probably by now cold eggs and, and toast, <laughs> I think I would probably call my parents and just catch up with them. I imagine I have a good relationship with my parents and, and but probably don't call them as often as I should because <laughs> you know, you don't, you never do after lunch. That's, that's what I think I do. I, I think I'd probably like, you know, at the age com and call them as I'm starting to like put everything back together for my mining equipment. 
one of your Android parents would answer, we'll go with David. Uh, DA5ID, David will answer and, hello? Hi, Dad. How are you doing? Oh, Ozzy. Mary, Mary, Ozzy's calling. <laughs> Quick metallic clang is they move over quickly and get in front of the video screen. <laughs> How's Dusk Banter? Oh, it's great. Everything's going good out here. It's, uh, you know, it's the big city, right? It's, um, there's lots of big buildings. I got a job. Did I tell you I got a job? I'm working for, uh, bold requisitions. Oh, what's that? <laughs> They're a repo company. They, we get like all kinds of contracts to go like collect up stuff when people are behind on their debts. And sometimes we get like weird odd jobs where like, I don't know, it's like criminals getting into shady stuff and we go and get their stuff too. But it's not like, you know, thievery. It's this is like people who are in debt who are like behind on their payments and whatnot. Oh, okay. So like kind of a detective? Mm, kinda. And I'll you can tell like in my voice that I'm a little bit disappointed by it. <laughs> like sort of. Like sometimes we gotta like figure stuff out about, you know, where the where the stuff is or you know, what's going on with the situation. Like we had a we had a mission or not a mission, we had a you know, a client that wanted us to go find some ember wolves that got loose. So we had to figure out what those were and where we could find them. Ember wolves in the city. Yeah. I guess they were like experimenting on them and they got loose and that's why we had to go find them. So it's not exactly like, you know, collecting up stuff from people who are in debt, but it's close, right? You're still having to go find a thing and go get it. I mean, Except, they'll, you know, they'll, these are like living things. <laughs> yeah. They'll nod along and kind of, yeah, a lot, a lot of jobs could be finding a thing and going and getting it. <laughs> That's true. Well, it sounds dangerous. Yeah, I guess sometimes it is. I did get, did I get bit by the Ember Wolf? Now I fell through the floor and that hurt a bit, but I'm not sure if any of the Ember Wolves, one of them definitely bit me, right? Because I got, I got that, that thing on my arm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say, yeah, it sometimes is dangerous. You know, like I got bit by one of those Ember Wolves and. Sometimes people have guns and they want to, you know, shoot at you or whatever, or, you know, sometimes there's fights, but, you know, I try really hard to like stay out of danger when I can. And like, as I'm saying that, like, I'm realizing like, no, that's really not true. Is it? <laughs> You're being shot at? Yeah. Sometimes, you know, cause like, like when the job is like, go collect up somebody's stuff and they're behind on their debts, well, they don't want somebody to come and take their stuff, you know? I mean, really, it's not their stuff anymore, right? Because they, they didn't pay for it. So it's kind of like they stole it. But either way, they have it, and they don't want anybody to take it. So yeah, they're going to shoot at people who try to take it sometimes. So we try to avoid that when we can. Like, we try and, like, get stuff when they're not around or distract them or things like that. But, you know, things don't always go according to plan. Yeah, they'll not long. No, that's, that's a good policy. Definitely avoid being shot at. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Did, are you making friends at work? Yeah, I think so. I mean... I think the guys that work like me, like Lucius, my boss, he's pretty nice. And I, well, nice isn't the right word for Lucius. He's not nice. He's a good boss. And I like him. And I think he likes me. Your parents will look at each other concerned as you say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll say I, it's not, it's not that he's not nice. He's just, hmm. <laughs> I'm struggling to figure out how to, how to explain Lucius. Lucius is busy and tired and has to work hard to keep the business going. And like, there's a, there's a weird family dynamic going on too, that I don't really know a lot about. Like he's got an older brother and sister 
at least I think they're both older. Anyway, he's got a brother and a sister who have businesses as well. I think that like, all the businesses came from his parents or maybe his grandparents. And anyway, he got like what they thought was the worst of the businesses. And so there's like a weird sibling rivalry thing going on. But anyway, he's got to deal with that sometimes. And it's all just him just trying to make the business go, you know? And so I don't think he's not nice. He's just concerned with trying to keep the business going. Okay. But anyway, yeah, he's nice. <laughs> They'll look at each other again. And as long as you're being safe and you're having fun. Yeah. I mean, mostly. <laughs> you don't have your video screen up, do you? I probably do. Like as soon as, as soon as like they turned on their video, I probably would have like scrambled to turn on my video as well. And I would have been like looking around for like some kind of like rock that is like the right size enough that I could lean my HCOM up against. Oh, definitely. They would ask looking behind you. Is that your apartment? It looks nice. No, no, this is, this is a, uh, this is just a roof somewhere. Yeah, no, this is uh so we, one of the jobs we had, we had to recover some stuff from a guy. And this was his apartment and he is not here anymore because of the whole thing. Like, you know, sometimes the people who are in debt, they also are in trouble just themselves. So he's not here and they haven't rented out yet anymore yet since he's not here anymore. And so it's just a nice place to hang out. Oh, (laughs) and you won't get in trouble being at somebody else's house. Don't think so. And I'm like looking around (laughs) like, well, it's not really somebody else's house yet. Nobody else has moved in yet. <laughs> and it's like, it honestly had not really occurred to me yet that I might get in trouble by being here, even though it's not rented out yet. <laughs> yeah, they look concerned, but their concerned looks turn back into what is supportive emotions of, well, it sounds like you're doing well. Yeah. When are you coming to Pauldron? I don't know. I hadn't thought about that. I work most days, but I guess I could ask for some time off. I have today off. But I didn't figure like a day was enough time to come up to Pauldron and like, you know, hang out and be back in time. I think I would need at least a few days. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe winter holidays. Yeah. Mary and David will look at each other and we could, well, I, I don't know if we, I don't know if we can, but well, I mean, can't be that hard. We can buy the rest. Uh, what would Lucius and your coworkers want to come to Pauldron for winter festival? Oh Yeah. Yeah, heck yeah. I'm sure I'm sure they would want to come. <laughs> Side note, I am not at all sure they would want to come. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, I'm sure they'd want to come. <laughs> because I believe that they would want to come. I just might be wrong. Yeah, Dosh and Dosh and Fours and and we can get Gore and Barry and everybody can come. Yeah, they'll they'll look at each other and why don't you talk to Lucius? Set up a time for all of you to come up here for the Festival of Families. Oh yeah, that's a really good idea. There's quite a lot to be happy for this year, and a lot of people are coming back, so it'll be a good time to catch up with old friends and for us to meet these people, uh, these nice people you work with and for. Yeah, yeah, because they're kind of like my work family, right? Yes, some people find family that way. Yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. Okay, cool. Well, I'll tell them that we've that we're all going to go up to Pauldron for for. For the family, or the, God, what did you say? The family festival? Feast of families? The festival of families. Festival of families. Okay. Festival of families. Ah, I got to write that down. <laughs> cool. At that, I imagine I'd hear Cobbler like meowing or something. And that would remind me, like, oh yeah, Cobbler can come too. You haven't met Cobbler. And I'll like go and grab Cobbler, which just kind of leaves the video screen, you know, behind for a second. But yeah, I'll go grab Cobbler and bring 
Cobbler back and show off my new cat. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, super friendly. Very good. Is that the only one you have? Yeah. And like, it had not even occurred to me up until then that, that, that there was a possibility of having more than one cat. <laughs> yeah, they'll kind of, uh, they usually come in like piles or litters, right? Oh, no, this one, I rescued this one. Um, so there was a different job we were doing, right? And we needed to go like recover some cybernetics from a guy. And he was a really dangerous guy. And he was trying to get out of town really fast. And he set his house on fire, I think, to burn some evidence or something. And I was at the house while it was on fire. And I was, don't worry, I was being safe, but it was on fire. And Cobbler was there. And Cobbler was like, you know, going to get burned up. So I rescued Cobbler and got out of there. Oh, <laughs> that's great. Mary will say, well, that sounds lovely. It sounds a little bit like you. Yeah, I guess it does. I hadn't really thought about my previous circumstances as being akin to being in a house on fire. <laughs> well, we look forward to seeing Cobbler as well. Yeah. If everything goes accordingly, let us know, and we'll send down the airship to pick up your friends. Oh, okay. How common is airship? Is, is that... Do we just have... Do they just have an airship? I figured your family... The androids being based out of Pauldron. Mm-hmm. Worked for Mon Air. Sure. Having access to be able basically to get you seats like they don't have an airship okay <laughs> i was gonna say oh wow <laughs> my family's wealthier than i imagined <laughs> no i figured uh mary was a pilot okay ed david was a tradesman kind of like if you have a friend who's a air stewardess yeah yeah they can get you really super cheap tickets that makes sense okay cool that's probably i don't i don't know how much that is a benefit that i would have been part of I imagine it's I mean, probably come up a couple times, but I mean, it's, it's probably how your character maybe is like, have got around maybe where they got the heat drawn mining equipment, things like that. Or yeah, depending on kind of like your knowledge of the world, probably where they got a lot of it, mm-hmm. but it's not overall that useful. Cause once you stay in one place, that benefit naturally goes away. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's also probably one of the first times that like I would have been thinking about that as a thing in the combination of being my own adult out in the world and having to pay for things on my own. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, right. It's not just like this is just how we go and get to places. It's also, oh, this is a nice cheap way of getting around that normally you wouldn't be able to do. Yeah. Hmm? So that will kind of occur to Oswald for the first time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not sure if Oswald would think to tell more stories or not. They're used to you. So once you kind of get that look in your eye after uh, <laughs> you've shown off Cobbler and mm-hmm. they kind of watch for a moment as you kind of look like you can't quite find the off button, but you don't want to ask. <laughs> right. They'll definitely. Well, we have a few things we need to take care of here. Uh, we're going to be heading to the Vern Isles here next week. So. Oh, what's out there? Just dropping off a package, they would say. Aren't the Verdant Isles, like, scary and dangerous? No, we're not going into the actual Verdant Isles. I hear they have spiders close to the size of houses. <laughs> and houses close to the size of spiders. Yeah, I guess I would say, okay, well, that sounds good, I guess. Yeah, maybe you'll have fun. Maybe you'll get some, like, cool, like, stuff from the airport, right? Like a souvenir or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we'll, we'll bring you back a snow globe. <laughs> Is it snow in the Verdant Isles? I don't believe so. 
you need something if we're going out somewhere fun. Right. Huh. Maybe I'll go to the Verdant Isles sometime. I don't know what would take me there, but who knows? And that might actually spur me to think of something. Yeah, I think that would spur me to think of Sabrina wanting us to get some special eggs for her. And remind me, do cockatrices come from Verdant Isles normally? Is that where they're natively from? Yes. Okay. I would ask my folks, because they are more world travelers than I am, do you know how you would get some cockatrice eggs? Like, no real transition at all. I just out and ask. (laughs) Mary and David get an odd look upon their faces before, well, they're not a common thing that people get. Cockatrices are very dangerous, Oswald. Oh, I know. Yeah, you got to wear, like, you know, these really dark goggles and gloves and everything. You can tell they've never interacted with them, but they'll be like, yes, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. But, so I have a friend, another friend, who needs some cockatrice eggs. (laughs) And as I'm saying it, I'm realizing, oh, maybe I shouldn't give, like, the full details here. They listen patiently, but, oh, that's not, well, maybe your friend should try to find a different type of egg. (laughs) No, they're they're pretty. They they want these kind. Um, and yeah, we're we're thinking about ways we can maybe help them because she's she's kind of a work friend. She's a friend to like all of us at at work. So we're thinking about how we can help her because we don't really know where to find these eggs yet. And I figured, you know, since you guys have been around and you know cockatrices are from the Verdant Isles, maybe you would know where those could be found. But I guess it's probably just in the Verdant Isles, huh? Are you asking us to get them? Is that something that you can do? Do do they just get like sold in shops at the airport? David would look at Mary in kind of a concerned way. And Mary would look back in a, come on. (laughs) Yes, they are things you can purchase. They're just not things you're supposed to have. Oh, so you'd have to like make it all secret and stuff. In Pauldron, they're okay. Other places have rules against them. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, I know about that. Okay, so you wouldn't have to be secret about them, but I would have to be secret about them. They look exasperated for a moment of, <laughs> yes, nobody should know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm picking up the hint that I shouldn't be talking about it with them. <laughs> yeah, okay. Maybe when you all return for the Festival of Families, we may have a few gifts to trade. Okay, yes. I'll make sure to remind everybody that we shall bring gifts. I don't know if they have a festival of families, so they probably don't know what to do about it. Well, all the more fun. More people to teach. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm just verifying. It's like, yep, nope, I'm I'm doing this proper. And not only do I not have ranks in bluff, I also don't have ranks in sense motive. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, with that, Mary David, well, Oswald, you be safe. I'll try. Well, don't try. Just be safe. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I can't be safe all the time. We're safe all the time. <laughs> yeah, but you've got a different job than I do. And it would be good if you got a safer job. One with less bullets? Yeah, yes. <laughs> and you can tell I've got, I'm very disappointed at the thought of finding a different job. But I like my job right now. Enjoy your job, honey. We'll talk when you all come up for the festival. Okay. All right. Well, it was good talking to you, Mom and Dad. They'll wave and... All right, love you, Oswald. Love you, too. Cobbler at this point is probably walking around very loudly, proclaiming, 
that this is a boring place and there should be more food. Yes. He, at this point, is correct. Okay. Well, shit. I think probably my plan had been to share my lunch with him, but I don't know if I would have actually done that. So, yeah, I'll, I'll put the finishing touches on getting the, the mining equipment put back together, strap it all on, uh, scoop up cobbler and put him in an inside pocket, mm-hmm. and time to go get some food for the cat. Yeah, it wouldn't be hard to hit up a local bodega. Yeah, I think that's probably something like that is what I would do. I don't think I'm feeling hungry because I just ate lunch. So I don't think I'd, I'd think to go to a restaurant or anything. So yeah, I'd just find some like some bodega or street stall or something like that. Something, I don't know, cat-sized and probably mostly meat-based for him to eat. <laughs> or a, a cat-sized portion, I should say. Not a cat-sized amount of food. Correct. Yes. <laughs> I'd grab some food and... I'll just hang out while he eats. Um, after that, I think my next thing that I would do would just be to kind of people watch for a while. Um, probably not at street level. I'd probably start to be more just like up on the sides of buildings, run low roofs, things like that. Um, and just like, you know, I'd, I'd find a random spot to stop and just watch people as they're going around doing their daily business in the afternoon. and start like thinking like just imagining to myself like what what their lives are like and why they're doing what they're doing yeah i mean i've probably been i've been reading more about tali recently the the god and thinking about like what her philosophy really means for people and how it can actually work it's all about like freedom and being able to do what you want and and having you know it's almost like having no consequences but it doesn't really seem like that works all the time you know there's always there's always consequences and sometimes you can't do what you want and so just thinking about how that fits for people sometimes and how that could fit better maybe so i imagine i'd I'd especially be watching for people who like aren't don't seem like they're able to do what they want at any given time you know so people who are older or poor or injured or anything like that um those are people who definitely attract my attention for longer periods of time. And I just watch and just kind of see what their life is like from up above. Uh, it's not hard to follow people seeing what shops they go to, what homes they go to people meeting with friends for drinks or meals and people panhandling or getting or responding to messages from their apps for close by gigs. Hmm. You can see that for the most part, the everyone seems to always have something to do. There are those that are definitely worse off that you can see from above. Those that don't seem to be accepted into any jobs don't seem to have people to meet up with the ones that rely upon coin or at least help from people to be able to survive. And this is where you would see that there is a tier of gangs above the ones you kind of deal with the blink dogs or the moon rats, which those are kind of more your classic gangs. They compete with each other for territory and for loot. But there are ones you see above that. The easiest and quickest one that comes to mind are the Bodaks. And you can see how they move around, taking advantage of those that especially are disenfranchised, those that can't take care for themselves, or especially those that have problems with addiction, that they they offer them an easy solution to a temporary problem in order to trade them for 
running cover with the Seekers or mm. performing illegal activities in order to, to break into businesses. Mm. But let's see if you, let's see if you catch something considering you're a little bit further above looking down a large crowds of people. Mm. Let's make this perception check a DC 25. Okay. See how I do. <laughs> I got a 13. <laughs> Alrighty. Rolled a nine for a 13. Definitely could have hit a 25. Oh, you rolled a four for a 13? Yes, yeah. <laughs> I rolled a four for a total of 13, yeah. Okay. As you're looking around, Dusk Banter is a metropolis, right? It doesn't even... Pauldron does not compare to the size of this city. And the further you look, the more things there are to distract you. Dr. Punch billboards or Omnimart signs. Giant holograms for the latest historical movie uh, for the Arfairy Houses up north. All this with people going in every direction, hedron vehicles moving about, airships above. There's, at times like this, when it's just yourself looking across the city, the place is almost too big. Mm. Especially as it gets closer to night, as darkness starts to pass over the town, as neon lights start to fill in the blanks, <clears throat> as gang fighting and the din of work goes away, but the noise of people starts to rise. There's just a little bit too much sometimes to take in. Yeah, I, I think it definitely would feel a little bit overwhelming for Oswald because he sees all of that. He's, he's just kind of unsure about, like, this how things ought to be. And if it's not, like, who could do something about it? Could he do something about it? Should he do something about it? Like, what would it even look like? You know, he's not a fan of the Bodaks taking advantage of people in the way that they are feels like it's a thing that is preventing people from doing what they would want to do for themselves. But is that really that much different from what bold requisitions does? And if the Bodaks weren't there, would that be what allows those disadvantaged folks to do what they want to do or not? Like it's doesn't seem like there's an easy, good solution to it all. Um, that's the kind of like philosophical stuff I was able to be wrestling with um, and not really coming to any good conclusions. Um, but feeling like everything's just kind of getting big and crowded. Um, yeah, he, he would probably like he at, at that point, it's probably dinner time. He'd probably swing by a burger place and get some fast food um, for both himself and Cobbler. So Cobbler gets a little, you know, it's cheeseburger or whatever. All right. Cobbler can have an entire happy meal. Cobbler can have fries, too. All right. So I have to ask, what's the name of this burger place? Oh, we didn't have a name for a burger place yet, did we? Well. Burgatory is not open yet. Right. I also, I don't feel like, is Burgatory fast food? I always thought of Burgatory as more like a higher end place. Yeah, it's it's a higher end burger place. It will be eventually made in Long Song. Right. Let's see. What's this burger place? Mm. Happy Cow is too cheesy. I want to say something with patties. Mm. I don't know. Maybe it's like a, maybe, maybe it's patty cakes. So it's like, maybe it's run by halflings. And it's like a combo, like really cheap fast food burgers, as well as like cakes <laughs> for dessert. Like that's their thing. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's too weird. I think. <laughs> so let's go with a halfling business. Uh, we'll call them patty cakes. <laughs> but what they do is they serve calzones that are, set up like burgers okay so mustard ketchup relish you kind of get a burger in a bun right it's like a really big dumpling type thing hombow 
I mean, you could do the Grumpy Halflings Ba Humburgers. Grumpy Halflings Ba Humburgers. <laughs> no, I like Ba Humburgers better. <laughs> All right, done. And so I don't think the full title is the Grumpy Halflings. I think like their mascot is a Grumpy Halfling. Ba Humburgers. Yeah. Burger Calzones. <laughs> I'll probably get a couple for myself and, you know, the kids Ba Humburger. What would, I don't even know what a kid's meal at this place would call yet. We don't, I guess we need to get to that level of detail. But <laughs> You go to Ba Humburgers to get your Burger Calzones with Cobbler? Yes. Probably I don't eat it in the lobby. I don't think I'm that kind of person. I probably get it to go like a normal person. Yeah, you find the only the only seat in the building is next to a giant billboard for a travel billboard asking you to come to Long Song. It has a picture of a android wearing a Hawaiian shirt, carrying coconut drink with a umbrella in it, saying, party the weekend away in Long Song. <laughs> okay. But the bright colors and overly loud, annoying music. Yeah, I would probably step out. Um, Stepping out of the building, you would see Orion Storm, a ex-Corleon Marine, as well as his two adopted daughters, Dolores and Sandra Storm. Uh, you know Dolores and Sandra because sometimes they do go skateboarding with you. Oh, cool. Is that a second Sandra we've had in the same episode? No, you have Sophia. Ah, Sophia. Okay. Sandra and Dolores are about 16 years old. They're human. They have their skateboards with them, but they will wave to you. Orion will give you a quick salute. I'll salute him right back. <laughs> yeah, they're not in your building, but they're a few blocks down closer to the park. But you've definitely skateboarded with the kids before. Cool. Okay. Seeing them would make me want to skateboard with them now, but they're out with their dad. <laughs> so it's probably not the right time. Yeah, they're here getting a Ba Humburger as well. Cool. So yeah, I'll just say hi. Ask them how it's going. I imagine I've probably, uh, I'm sure I've met Orion before and spoken with him at least a little bit, but probably not a ton. Yeah. So I'm not sure if I even really know what he does for a job at this point. So I would, I, I guess I would just ask him kind of awkwardly, how's work going? Yeah, he would. The overly symmetrical features that Corleans have make for kind of an awkward look as Orion would chuckle and. So it's uh, it's work, you know, you gotta go because you can't stay home. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, man, he gave me zero clues. <laughs> and y'all are getting some burgers, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think it's a fun treat from the usual. Right, girls? They would. Yeah, dad. Are they feeling like kind of awkward and embarrassed being seen out in public with their father? It looks like they're a little embarrassed for that, of course, like most teen kids are. Mm. But it looks like this is more his ritual than theirs. Uh, I would pivot a little bit and say, oh, have you have I have you guys met Cobbler? No. I've, I've, yeah, you haven't met Cobbler. And I'll like open up my jacket, like <laughs> show that I've got a cat hiding in my coat. <laughs> yeah. A swarm of giggling kids would definitely approach at, oh, my God, what a cute cat. <laughs> right? He's the best. Orion would look at it and that cat is adorable. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I got approval <laughs> and can probably cross like veterinarian off the list of possible jobs. This guy has because <laughs> he probably would have said something different. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll 
interact with Dolores and Sandra for a while and like pull pull Cobbler out of the pot, out of the jacket and let him walk around a little bit and you know play with him a little bit. Yeah. Dolores and Sandra are of course excited to see such a friendly cat. It's very obvious at this point now that Cobbler kind of likes everyone, but definitely sticks closest to you. Orion would that's fun. Not a lot of people wander around with a cat these days. Yeah. Well, you know, I rescued him and I like him and I figured he might like to get out too. Oh, you rescued him. Well, that's nice. Was he in trouble? Yeah, he was in a house fire. A house fire? Uh huh. <laughs> and like always, I'm realizing, oh, I've already probably said more than I should. And I'm not sure how to escape from that conversation without saying more than I should. <laughs> so I'll say, yeah, there was a house that was on fire and he was stuck inside it and I got him out. Yeah, Ryan would look at you and none. Well, that's mighty good of you, Oswald. It's good to fire. I, I hadn't heard about many, in, except for the one over in Bayview community. It wouldn't have anything to do with that, would it? Yeah, that was the one. Oh, I heard that was a scary fire. I mean, I got there pretty early, so but it was a pretty big house. So I left as soon as I got Cobbler out of there. But I, yeah, I bet it got pretty big afterwards. Well, I I didn't know you were in such a dangerous business. Well, I try not to be. My parents say I should stay safe all the time, but we can't stay safe all the time, right? Sometimes you got to rescue a cat. The girls definitely, aw, yeah, you do. (laughs) Orion gets a very stern look on his face and says, the woods can get anyone who's lazy. Right. I don't mean to be, like, careless, you know. I'm not talking about being, like, just going into danger just because you can. Sometimes you got to do dangerous things to do the right thing. Well said, Oswald. Come on, girls. It's dinner time. <laughs> Hooray, more approval. <laughs> They'll head inside waving, bye, Cobbler. Bye, Oswald. Bye. It is nighttime in Dusk Banter. In this sense, you can hear a few gunshots start to go off as early evening gang activity starts to begin. Yeah, probably not a big fan of that. Like I say, I'm probably not a big fan of that on a few different levels, too. Like, I obviously, I don't want to get caught up in it. But also, it's like, it just kind of just sucks that it's happening at all. And it kind of, like, goes back to the whole, you know, why why does life suck for some people? <laughs> but yeah, he'd probably he'd probably shift to more of, like, a, I, I, he just doesn't want to really, like, think about it or, like, try and grapple with that right now. So instead, he's going to grapple with some buildings. And I, I would uh, probably just, like, go up and get on some roofs and just... I'd start like using rooftops and buildings to kind of meander around the city a little bit. I'd probably put in some like headphones or ear or earbuds or whatever and you know, listen to my music as I'm going now. And just just enjoy being able to navigate in the way that I can. Um, being able to swing around on rooftops and zip from space to space and a little bit just kind of exploring, but also just kind of just going where I can. Yeah. Over time, I would eventually start heading towards my my apartment, but I I don't think it'd be like a straight line, like trying to get there directly. Definitely, you'll find a you'll have a brief break outside of a video billboard that is playing the tonight the finale of Dungeon Crawl. Oh shit! <laughs> when I see that, I'd probably check my watch or my HCOM or wherever I look for my phone for my, what time it is. Because I definitely do want to make it home in time to see that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you're you're moving about the city. 
besides the hedron vehicles buzzing about you are the only person or thing uh that's really out and about at this level right like you're above the buildings huh? you're above the buildings you're above the city yeah it's definitely starting to feel like the most comfortable place to be and especially when it's just me um i can kind of just be in the in the moment of of flying through the air in that way it's also increasingly more just like an escape from the world itself and like feeling like there's things that ought to be done in the world and this this is it's fine to escape sometimes but that's that that kind of is what this is and it's it's not necessarily something that i can indulge in all the time and feel okay about as you sit up on the side of the billboard here with the illuminated form of fab Ferran behind you <laughs> his red hair and kind of green grayish illicit skin uh with that giant cheesy smile that mm-hmm. you know is forced but it's forced in a way that it still looks comfortable for him you will see a form approach, not towards you, but towards a building nearby, as it moves across the air quickly and deftly. It seems to weave between laundry lines, dance off of flagpoles. Mm. As you see a young boy, human, probably about maybe 16, 17 from what you can guess. Mm. Black hair, blue eyes, wearing a set of goggles. Uh, You can see from the knees down, they have cybernetic legs. Uh, You can see that their hands... Uh, upon their joints, on their hands and elbows, uh, the skin is turned almost a dark blue. Hmm. Okay, so he, get, he gets close enough that I can that I can get that kind of level of detail. Correct. You can see from the illumination of neon lights nearby that coloration as he lands on the fourth story of a building for a moment and looks out over the city, similar to you. He does not seem to have noticed you yet. Right. Huh. But he stops and pulls up his goggles. As he does, you can see that he has the tattooed eyes. Marking him as a member of the Bodax. Oh. Though his demeanor and, and look is that of somebody who maybe joined recently or uh, maybe doesn't understand how serious that is. Mm. In this moment, you see a happy person. Yeah. Flying between buildings. Mm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm inclined not to try and like. I know there's like an opportunity there to go and like find a kindred spirit and maybe turn them into a different path or something. But the, the idea behind like maximal freedom is that also that you're just letting people make their own choices too, you know? So if he is choosing to be a member of the Bodax and especially if he's happy in doing it, then it's like, well, then I'm in the wrong if I'm trying to like change that and shift him to something else, you know? even though I might not agree with what the Bodex as a group are doing. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's like one of those internal contradictions to the philosophy of Tali that I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what to do with, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I probably would just sit more or less still and just watch closely. Um, if, if he does look my way and notice me, um, I imagine that I would just like I'd acknowledge that I see him and that I am here and I just kind of like raise a hand, not exactly in a way, but more in like in an acknowledgement. But I don't think I'd make any motion to go over to him. Okay. Definitely worried that there is a Bodak flying around rooftops, though. That's that's something I'm going to have to keep in mind for the future. Yeah, there is a moment where he looks over and seems to make eye contact with you. Uh, seeing you just kind of wave, he waves back before he turns his body to shield 
whatever he's doing from you. <laughs> mm. Okay. <laughs> after a moment, you would see the after a moment you would see the needle drop from the fourth story where he's at before mm. he would spring out into the air and head further up. Okay. And I'm sure at this point I can I can definitively tell that he is not using like equipment like I do to get around. He's using some kind of force to do it, whether it's magical or psionic or something. From what you just saw and from what you know, uh, you would assume that he is a grasp addict. Okay. I wasn't sure how well familiar I would be with the different drugs. <laughs> I can obviously tell he is he is using drugs to do what he's doing, or that he's at least taking drugs, but You'd heard about it before, and you'd picked up several vials of it from Toger Crows. Yep, I know I've got those vials in my pocket. I just don't know if I know what they are. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, seeing all that, it's like I'm, I'm definitely putting those together. And, and honestly, I probably still have those vials in my pocket right now because I haven't really thought about them since I grabbed them. Yeah. So, yeah, seeing, seeing him do that and being able to use drugs to go through the air under his own power that would make me think about those drugs in my own pocket like mm, that's interesting something he something that oswald is gonna like put on a mental checklist to like learn more about well sure if it was all upside then everyone would be taking grasp all the time so <laughs> he's gonna have to look into that some more but for now you know i'll, I'll watch him as he as he flies through the air and just kind of see where he goes um but yeah, I don't think I want to follow him. I I don't feel like getting involved in Bodak gang business tonight. <laughs> Especially when Lucius explicitly told me, like, the reason for the day off is that I've been getting beat up a lot lately, and I should not just, like, go wander into a street fight with a gang right now. <laughs> Very fair. The young man will disappear from view as he eventually gets up to the 10th story of the high-rise, lands on the deck, and seems to disappear into the building. Okay. I'll make a note of which building that is, just in case that building is somehow actually associated with the Bodex. So this is definitely a high-end, high-rise, rich people, celebrities, kind of things like that. Okay. So it's so it's a residential high-rise? Correct. Okay. Got it. And is the, so is he going into the top floor, or just like the 10th floor of a building that continues going higher? He is on a 10th floor patio of a building that goes higher. Huh. Okay, I'll immediately start jumping to some some conclusions about what his life is like and what he's doing and why he's why he's in the Bodax and why he's using drugs and all of it. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Well, I'll make a note of that as like that's probably where he lives. Um, and who knows? It's uh, it's it's unusual enough to see somebody moving around in this space up above the buildings it's like well that's something we're gonna have to keep in the back of my mind now when i'm moving around this space like what if i'm what if i'm gonna encounter him again in the future and how i would handle that if i did in the past i haven't really had to worry about that so but for now that's a problem for future oswald present oswald needs to go catch the season finale of dungeon crawl so i think it's time to head back to my studio apartment very well uh then we'll end this day off episode on this Oswald, you crawl into the bed built into the wall of your studio apartment. Cobbler will curl up at your feet as you turn on the video screen, which, though you mentioned you wouldn't have one hanging up, I'd imagine it would just be kind of put at the end of your bed, like where your feet go. Yeah, I might have it like on a cardboard box or something. <laughs> and yeah, you're able to, to tune in to catch on the Amon Watching Network Dungeon Crawl. 
the kind of cheesy classical game music starts up. Favron <laughs> pops on screen as he, in hushed tones, we are here at the end, my friends. We are almost done. The new season starts in about a month, so get yourselves ready. But for now, Andrea looks exhausted. <laughs> a human woman covered in sweat and dirt is paired up with a lizard folk. Uh, on the Chirons at the bottom, you see Andrea, human, and Shurik, lizard folk. The lizard folk has a makeshift stint on their arm. Mm. They move forward together, going through the stone pathway, as they seem to have found a rhythm between dodging traps and running defense for one another. Occasionally where one spots something, they'll help another get out of the way. Or, as they notice things that can be used to their benefit, they will point it out. At this point, you can see the audience is kept in silence, silent rapture. Uh, watching, as you will see, Shirk will lunge for the button that signifies they've reached the end of the dungeon. As she does, there is a brief moment before it cuts the commercial where Andrea tackles Shirk. Oh, shit. <laughs> as Fabfron, my goodness, the betrayal. <laughs> I am uh, caught completely surprised. <laughs> the Omnimart saving squid and the clever jingle comes back on, uh, reminding you where to go. And where to get all of the stuff that you need for all of your daily needs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Saving squid. I get it. <laughs> As I'm saying to the TV, trying to get it to play the commercial faster. Another commercial of Umbaro Pharmaceuticals comes up, talking about how they bring the things that you need to life. Before the commercial ends, as they cut back from commercial, Fabfron is fixing his red wig. You can see for a brief moment the tendrils underneath. <laughs> the camera cuts back. You see. Shirk tackled out of the air as Andrea slams into her. The screen explodes in flames. And you are left with the smoke clearing, the blackened walls and stone. A very touching moment. The human's clothes burnt, their skin blackened, as they seem to have passed out. Shirk stands up with their stint on fire, but passable. Okay. Uh, Andrea does not get up. Mm. Babfron goes crazy. A lizard folk is going to win Dungeon Crawl. Yeah, but what about Andrea? I'm shouting at the screen. <laughs> uh, Shurik picks up Andrea and carries her towards the end. She goes up and presses the button, signifying that she has gotten to the end of the dungeon. In what kind of seems a little bit gauche, considering she's carrying what you hope is not her dead friend, showers of confetti spread everywhere. Fafferon's red hair comes on the screen, running next to Shurik. As he, there you have it, folks, the surviving and winning member of this season of Dungeon Carl, a two-week all-paid vacation to Gold Basin, and when you get back, well, you'll see the surprise. <laughs> Shurik looks tired. Uh, you can see the smoke as the stint has finally stopped burning, mm. as she's trying to look for someone to take Andrea from her. They will start cutting to highlights over the last season of Shurik's successes. Uh, them dodging arrows, them running past oozes, um, them getting there, all while kind of putting Fabfron talking about how when they get back, we're remodeling their home, and they get 500,000 credits. <laughs> as the show dies down, as you start to get ready and go to bed, as cobbler's snoring at your feet, the lights of a seeker vehicle will fill your window. As down below, you can hear the drunk joy riding of lizard folk moon rats. <laughs> how it would go. I would just fall asleep. I don't think I would even turn off the TV. 
Uh, cool. So that is your day off episode. Right on. And you are level five. What? And as always, a special thanks to Nihilor for the both opening and closing music. The title of this session's music is Bigger. Thank you.